Tommy. This is Seth. This is Nick. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Good Fellowship. This is a Christ-centered podcast from three average college students. How you guys doing today? I'm pretty good. Of course I'm pretty you good. are. Good to you. You're always good every oh. week. <laughs> every single week we come in here, we're pretty good. Wow. Well, sad. Good. Some of the buzz kills. Do you have any other emotions? <laughs> we we got to stick to the script. Yeah. Do you feel anything other than good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, right. We are paid to feel good every week we come in here. I know I am. <laughs> Not paid yet, necessarily, but whatever. <laughs> One day. Hey, sponsored. <laughs> anyway, we have a really good show today. Yeah. So what's it about? All right, yeah, it's about seasons. Talking about seasons. We really should learn the rest of the words of that song. We should have looked it up before. Yeah, we'll Google that. But yeah, the show's about seasons today, and we're really excited for this topic. Yep. But before we jump into it, we want to break the bread. You guys, uh, you guys got this? anything today? <laughs> I was making it rain with my fingers, you can tell. Oh, Manziel's going to come on the show now. <laughs> yeah. So you guys got anything today? Yeah, so I was reading in Jeremiah today, and just a couple things stood out to me. So I'll go ahead and read it. It was Jeremiah 2.19. Your wickedness will punish you. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe of me. Um, and that's just, that really hit me because for me to realize that my sin and, well, my sinful actions really actually lead me to forsake God, like, that really convicted me this morning. And I don't know, it was just, it was really rough. And to think that that really means because of the sin that I commit, I abandon God. Mm-hmm. To forsake is to abandon. And like, oh man, that just really hit me. But yeah, that's what I had today. It, was, it, it, it is really cool to see that even though we, yeah, we, we're, we forsake God, we abandon God, but like his grace is still sufficient in that and he's still pulling us in like the entire time. Um, yeah, just yeah goes, I just go back to like our selfishness, you know. Yeah. Did you say uh, bitterness? Um. Yeah, it says consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God. Yeah, bitterness is like it's like dark horse man. Like it's it can really overtake somebody. Um, I mean, I've been I've experienced that, and I just think like <clears throat> bitterness and selfishness really go hand in hand, and like, I really think it just goes back to like. You want to be on the throne, and hmm. you said forsake God. So, you know when you, how did you say it? When you forget God, or you abandon when you, when you abandon God. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. So like that's what like when you're abandoning God, you're taking your eyes off of Him, and you're um, you're putting yourself like the center of it. And you know bitterness is real, and it's I think that's that's really good. It's really encouraging that we need to you know stray from that. And I think a lot of times, like for me, anyways, like I overlook bitterness. Oh, I like I, re- I really do, and to know that quoting an Minio song, it's a choice. Like, it's it's not something that we have to have towards Definitely. people. Like, it, it's a choice to make. It's it's sin. So we, ha- we have to really um, dig deep and uncover that sin in our lives. Yeah. Um, Bitterness, it'll, it'll kill you. It'll literally kill you. Yeah. We think we think often it's going to hurt the other person, but it's just it's killing ourselves, and we allow it to pile up, and it just it destroys us. I think it's crazy how, like, <clears throat> when you have bitterness towards someone or, like, something... Um, for example, like if you have like bitterness towards the church, um, and you go to that church, your experience with that church is already, you know, tarnished. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to walk out with a good experience because you're so bitter toward it, because you've built up, uh, that wall against it. Um, because you're so selfish and like, um, so self-involved. <clears throat> Dang it. <coughs> Gosh. You got this. You're so self-involved. <laughs> you, 
you're walking in there already defeated, pretty much. You yeah. Know? yeah. And bitterness really defeats <clears throat> you. And you know, I've been, you know, I'm 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 at fault with that. 100 percent really at fault yeah. with that. I, I think we all are Definitely. in some form, whether it's towards the church, a relationship, a friendship. Um, and a lot of times we we don't realize that like we can be bitter towards someone. I mean, it doesn't affect them usually. Like it, it's really just eating up our heart. Like whether we're bitter, to, I mean, sometimes it can, it can affect, affect them. them. Yeah, but a lot of times, like they can just play it off and it not really matter to them. But it's really eating you. Definitely. You know what I mean? And I think relationships can be destroyed through bitterness. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. I but mean, I, I'm like talking you said, more. when we abandon God, I mean, that's a relationship. That's like the key relationship in our lives, and <laughs> yeah, um, we can we can ruin it by being so selfish. Yeah, oh, for sure. And that, that's I think that's what bitterness is too. It's it's like you said, selfish. We're putting ourselves first and our feelings first and our emotions first over what it really should be, you know? Definitely. All right, so uh, Seth, Nicholas, you ready to begin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we're ready. All right. So our base scripture today is going to be in Ecclesiastes 3, uh, verses 1 through 8, and a little bit of 11, too. We're going to read the first half of it, of verse 11. So we'll give you a second to get your Bibles, and we're not going to play the Jeopardy theme song this time. <laughs> what? <laughs> we almost got sued. We, yeah, we got a call from Alex Trebek. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Should I do this in like a Morgan Freeman voice? No, There's a time. Yeah, then we're going to get a call from him. <laughs> All right, here we go. But that'd be really, that'd be a really cool phone call. That would be, yeah. <laughs> All right. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Hmm. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Hmm. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Hmm. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Dang. What do you guys think about that? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I feel like this is one of those passages you have to read like 35 times to just get a little bit out of it because there's so much in it. It's just like a wave, though, how it goes. Because yeah. it's like, and a time for this, and a time for that, and a time for that, and a time for this. Like, it's just, but it's really cool. It's very it, like, poetic. It's very, yeah, yeah. yeah. But God if you is read a poet. Enti- I truly believe that. Yeah. yeah. If you read the entire, like, Ecclesiastes, oh my gosh. it <laughs> It's, like, the whole thing, it's like, what's this guy trying to say? And then you get to the end, it's like, oh, okay, I get yeah. it now. I think, like, the importance of, like, a time for this and a time for that. So, a time for war and a time for peace. You know, like, I think sometimes when we think of seasons, we think of only struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but seasons aren't just struggling. You know, seasons can be uh, bad. Like, they're not only good, they're not only bad. You know, they're both. Um, and, like, I don't I don't know, like, you know, you, you we were talking earlier, and, you know, you were saying about how uh, if something's bad, if something bad is happening in a good season, is that a different season? or Do they change? Do they or... change this and that? And, like, my own personal opinion is, is that, I think seasons are just life in general. I think it's just like a part of the process, and it's just we're just going through it. You know, I just think it's it's just living. You know, and there's a time to do this, there's a time to do that. Um, there's a time to love, there's a time to hate. You know, and it's not that it, it you're in this season and then it stops, and you're in this season and it stops, and then you're in this season and it stops. I just think that you know we're growing, and different parts of our life will look differently uh, as we're growing closer to Christ. You know. Yeah. So. And I I don't think there's like a. A perfectly good season and a perfectly bad season. Heck no. I think once you, we go through good seasons of life, good things are happening. Maybe you just graduated, maybe you got a job promotion, but something else, something bad is going to happen. I hate to say that, but it's going to happen. But then on the other hand, uh, 
there's nothing perfectly bad. So you, you may be going through, someone may have died in your family, some you know, someone may have gotten sick, you may have gotten sick, but good things are still going to happen in that season. Definitely, 100%. And so everything's, you know, there's a time for everything, like you said. I think we need to remember that, like, um, like, like with what you just said, like you get a promotion or, or um, you're fired even for, for no you know reason at all. We'll just hypothetically say like for no probable cause at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh, your, what your life, uh, what, what's happening in your life does not define who God is. You know, if something good happens in your life, it doesn't define God is good. And because something bad happens in your life, it doesn't define God is bad. God is good because he's God. Um, I think we need to remember that, like, we have to keep our sights on, on God at all times because he, because he is God, you know, and it doesn't matter what's happening, it, like, our life does not equate him being who he is. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. we don't define yeah. him. And also, but, like, what you're saying on that is it doesn't affect him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, a lot of times we think that if something bad happens in our life or something good or whatever, like, that that has a correlation to the effects that that has on God and, or his feelings, and that that's not really the case because... It's not our story. It's God's story. 100%. A lot of times, like, if you read, like, different, and you follow different people in the Bible, like, you just, you see how their lives weren't perfect. Their lives, not everything went like they wanted it to. Um, Look at Moses. He spent 40 years in the desert wandering around with a bunch of people grumbling, always, like, going back and forth on their beliefs and all this other stuff, worshiping idols. And then at the very end, when God is ready to take him into the promised land, he's like, you know what? I'm going to let um, Joshua take care of it yeah. from here. Like, could you imagine? So just to realize that it's not our story, it's God's. So just because we go through heartbreak, just because we go through different trials and tribulations, that doesn't mean that God isn't good. He's still good in those situations. Amen. Mm-hmm. We have to realize that. And he's not more good just because something, something good happens. Happening, something yeah. good happening in our life. Yeah. God is always God and he's he's not, you know, he's unchanged. His character um, will never change. Yeah. yeah, there's a big saying God is good or no, God is great all the time. God is yeah. all the time yeah. God is great. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Hey, I saw it off um God's not dead, so. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean that's true. Like God is great all the time. Like all the time, through throughout anything in our life, he's great, and that's hard to see sometimes. 100%. It, it, it really is. I'm not gonna sit here and say like you have something terrible like happen to you, uh, but you still gotta at least try to to realize that it's it's not God doing that, and to praise Him in those storms, to praise Him in the different things in your life that are happening. Like we, I'll tell you, that's when you really see a peace and a joy come out of it. When you, it's one thing to be able to praise God in the in the good, but to praise Him in the bad, I understand. It's tough. Find peace in the struggle. It's very hard. Jay Cole. Jay Cole. It's very hard when you get. Is he Christian? <laughs> it's very hard. It's very hard when you get a phone call at like three a.m. and to find out someone got in a car wreck and they, you know, they passed away or to find out, you know, a family relative or family member has cancer. And how do we, how do we react in that? And I think we like to blame God for that. But like you guys have been saying, God's character does not change at all. And even in the midst of that, God is still good. I think that like, you know how last we talked about being like content in who God is. And I think that has to go with like the seasons in our life. Like we need to learn to be content in who God is, who is, who he has laid out, like who he is. He has laid it out for us. He has told us who he is, and he is good. And I think we find contentment in that, like, you know, we can have faith in him, and, like, we can have faith that we're going to be all right because he is God. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what's happening in your life, like, his grace is overwhelming, and it's evident, you know, even the person who has cancer or a car crash, you know, the promotion, you know, everything, the good and the bad, his grace is real, and, yeah, praise God. Yeah. I, I really like the uh, what you said about, 
this is God's story, not ours. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes along and it, it leads to what God can do through those seasons and how he uses us. So we, so if we could become content like Gizem and Sam, then we realize, okay, this is God's story. Whatever I'm going through is going to be used for a greater good. Mm. And so the Moses story, he spent 40 years in the desert. You can consider that a bad season, but look at the good that came out of it. It led to Joshua going on. And if, if all that wouldn't have happened, maybe that's, the story wouldn't have evolved like it did. Definitely. So God will use those seasons in our lives that we consider bad to bring amazing things out of it. Even if we never get to see that fruit. God's, Everything happens yeah. for a reason. Yeah. So that's... Cool? <laughs> nah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really what I was going to bring to the table today, though, is just how like the good seasons really help prepare us for the bad ones. <laughs> it helps prepare us for the drought. It helps prepare us for the dry times in our lives. And um, I'm actually just going to read out of Genesis a little bit. So if you all want to flip to Genesis... 41 verses 25 through 27 and then I'm going to jump down to verse 32 but I'll go ahead and read that then Joseph said to Pharaoh the dreams of Pharaoh are the one one and the same God revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do the seven good cows are seven seasons and the seven good heads of grain are seven seasons not seasons seven years um, it is one and the same dream the seven the seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterwards are the seven years. And so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. And then 32 says, The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter, is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. So he shows to the Pharaoh, God shows to the Pharaoh, like, what's about to happen. And then... Jo or Joseph translates that and describes like what's going on in the dream. So just a little backstory. What happens here is once this happens, Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge of Egypt, and Joseph has to like in the good years that are coming, the good seven years of abundance. He's preparing by getting all the grain, getting all this food store and storing it. Um, so they have it in the seven years of drought, the seven year of dryness in the, in the land. And so what happens is the seven years of famine comes along and they have that, they have all that food, they have all that grain and the people come to, um, Joseph and where the food's stored and they're paying for it and they're getting it. And towards the end of the seven years, they're running low, they're running short on food, but everyone still gets some. But usually, or for the most part, they had to sell everything they had. They had to basically work for Egypt and um, repay by um, the different things they had to do by working. And so it wasn't easy. It, w it was really hard to get through that drought. But they did because they had all that food st stored up. So, like, what we see here is that God, he didn't do the work for them. But he, he told them what was going to happen. He prepared them for that. So the seven good years was preparing them, obviously, for the seven bad years. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot in my life and how, like, different things that I go through in the good seasons, like whether I'm reading scripture and something really sticks out to me or I'm praising, I really feel God's presence, whatever, like, I know that that's preparing me and giving me hope that God's there and that he loves me for the bad seasons. And a lot of times I think what we do is we, we take the good seasons for granted and we don't realize that they're good seasons because we're taking them for granted. We we just we think, okay, so you say about getting fired earlier, Nick. Um, so we get a raise. And then immediately after we get that raise, we um, uh, a family member passes away or something like that. 
we're we're not ready for that. Like we we haven't accepted that we're going through good trials. We're going we're going through good things, and that we're not prepared. We're not close with God in that in that time. And a lot of times for me, it's like once I'm in that season where I feel close to God, that's all I care about. I mean, for the most part, and I, that's why I want us to be. I want it to be where. Everything is about being close to God. It's not about the different things in my life, whether I get a raise or whether I get a new job or whatever. It's about like that closeness with God. And to remember, though, we can't just rely on our feelings and how we feel. Like I love feeling close to God, but I have to realize that just because I feel close to God or just because I don't feel close to God, He's there regardless. So even when we're going through a trial or a tribulation or a dry season or going through that famine in our life, we have to realize that God's still walking through us. Or God's still walking there with us through that whatever it is, like through those um, tribulations uh, and seasons. But, yeah, that's about what I I think that that's definitely a testament to the fact that God definitely uses his bad seasons to bring us to good things Yeah, and vice versa too. Um, cause we, uh, you know, just to be real, bad times are going to come. Like, that, that's no, there's no denying it. We live in a broken world. That's not to say just sit around, something good happens, and be like, well, you know, I can enjoy this, but trouble's coming tomorrow. Definitely. But to expect it and to sometimes expect the worst of what's going to happen. And, you know, but when you're in those good times, just trust in God and continue to build on that foundation. Definitely. I think it was cool how you said um, we take like, the good seasons for granted. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. And I think it's... I think we've built up this mindset that it is easy to praise God when things are going good, but I think it's also very easy for us to forget God when things are going good and take them for granted. Yeah. And that's a thought that I I hadn't, you know, you, you really sparked a thought um, through that, and I think that's important, you know. When things when things are going well for you, praise God. You know, praise God not because it's going well for you, but praise God because he's God, and I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's really important. That's That was cool. That's really cool. <laughs> it's easy for me, too. Like, if if I just get out of a relationship or something happens, I'm in a struggle, to say, all right, God, as soon as I'm out of this struggle, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna take you for granted anymore. And then as soon as I get out of that struggle, I take him for granted because you just get so comfortable with just being with being fine that you kind of just forget about him. That's very true. So, uh, I want to read out of Luke. Shocker. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so I want to, if you guys want to go to Luke uh, eight uh, forty two, we'll start there. Okay. Um, Luke, I feel like you have the exact page number memorized by now. <laughs> Nine forty-five. If you're using the NIV Zondervan Bible, all right. Go ahead. You ready? Yeah. So, uh, starts off by saying, as Jesus was was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and all she had been, and how she had been instantly healed. Then he, then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And, yeah, man. Twelve years of bleeding. I, I think that's cool. Um, scripture's cool, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it said uh, the crowds almost crushed him. I mean, can you imagine like, how many people were there? You know. Yeah. And um, there was this woman, this one woman, 
who had uh, been struggling with bleeding for 12 years. And, <clears throat> like, it, for me, it's just cool to see that her life, um, like, what her life represented didn't represent who Jesus was. Mm. You know, and, like, what she struggled with did not change who Jesus was to her. And, you know, who Jesus was to her was the healer. And because she stepped out in faith to him in this, in this jam-packed crowd and touched him, because she had faith in who God truly was, you know, she was healed. And, and just to, like, touch, like, base on that, that's not good back then. Like, she could have been stoned just for doing that since he was a teacher, and she went out and touched him like that. Um, I, not to, like, interrupt your, no, 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 your that's, thought that's, or anything. That's, but that's like perfect. To, that's to, a step of faith. Yeah, yeah. To, to realize that that was her step of faith right there, and it could have killed her. 100%. But, she yeah. believed in who he was and, like, what she had been struggling with. Like, the bleeding for 12 years didn't equate who God was, mm -mm. Yeah. you know? God was good, and to her, God was the healer, and Jesus was the healer, and she stepped out and she touched him. And I just think that's important to see uh, how, like, contentment is so, like, impactful in our lives and, like, how, like, when our sights are on who he truly is, like, nothing's too impossible. and We can be healed instantly, and, you know, you're going to go through rough patches and you're going to go through seasons in your life and you're going to go through good things. And everything's going to happen. Your life will be life. You know, we can have faith in who God is and, like, like his grace is still his grace. You know, yeah. He doesn't change. Yeah. How about the fact, too, that she bled for 12 years? Like that's, I think we, we, a lot of times we think of seasons as, you know, this real short period. I'm just yeah. going through a season right now. <clears throat> a month or so. Or, a month, yeah. yeah, one month. But the truth is it could be one month. It could be a year. It could be 20 years. Definitely. You know, we don't know. And, and yeah. Like, not to interrupt you, it could be your whole life. Good. Like, yeah. that's another thing. Like, you, you see in different countries or other, other places where people, like, I mean, they go without food and they go without water and then they die. My grandmother yeah. had cancer three times. It's a long process. Yeah. You know, but God was so God. Uh, God's plan for you may be that you die at age 19 yeah. from a disease that you've had since you were born. <clears throat> but God is so God. And God's plan could be that you have a filling lifestyle mm. till you're 95. You know, and I don't think that the time limit we have here on earth or the things that we go through, like, I just really want to, like, like, iterate that. Like, what we go through does not define who God is. God is good. Yeah. And we have faith awesome. in that. Like, we can, we can praise him and we can be, like, be overjoyed that you know, God is God. And it doesn't, like, a lot of times we forget, it doesn't compare to what we have, like, the promise that we have. Heck no. So, so what if you live, like, 60 years, 100 years? Having a great life. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't even compare, or a bad life. It doesn't compare to what we have in His promise. Mm -hmm. And you but, talk about the promise of God, like, even if He doesn't heal you in this life, He's going to heal you someday. Sure, sure. So, like, we, a lot of times we have to struggle through life. Life's just one big season, and we have to literally limp to the finish line. Yeah. And we have, like, the woman, we, we, we hope we get healed. We have faith we get healed. But at the end of the day, we trust that this is God's plan, this is God's story, yeah. and if he doesn't heal me on earth, then I'm going to keep pushing until I get to the finish line and know that when we get to heaven, when we get with God, he's going to completely heal us in ways that we'll look back and be so thankful for that season. Mm -hmm. I think that also goes along with the fact that we'll appreciate him and appreciate his glory so much more because of what we struggled through. Definitely. We can have faith in him. Yeah. Yeah. I truly believe that. We can have faith in him. We can have faith in his promise. Uh, we can have faith in who he truly is. So, mm -hmm. I like that. Just to, just to end, I, I want to reread the Ecclesiastes 3 passage. I think it's important we sit under the word and, 
after we read it to read it again so we can better understand it. So Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8 and 11. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to throw th gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. He has made everything beautiful in its time. That's just so powerful, I really okay. believe. Um, just whatever season you are going through, you know, we know we're going through our seasons, the good and the bad. Just know that God is making everything beautiful in its time and that everything has to come to pass so that it points to his story. I encourage you all to, to, to really pray and realize the fact that this is not about us. This is about God and that we are part of his stories mm. and he will make everything beautiful in its time. Mm. And we can trust in that. Amen. That's good, man. Good show. So that's all we got for today. Remember to follow us. Uh, good fellowship. F-E-L-L-A ship. <laughs> uh, we're on it. We're on it. my bad. Doesn't my bad. I'll take that one. I'll we're on it. There's a time for Facebook and a time for Instagram, so you should follow us on there. <laughs> See you guys. Love you. All right. Uh, good fellowship. Bye.